those who were involved in making it come to life. Join us as we go. Behind the door. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Doors with the Grey Rooms podcast. This is for a bonus episode called The Rivers, uh, written by Jason Porras. Tonight we have with us the author, Jason Porras. Hi there. We have one of the actors of this story, Graham Rowett. Don't pay the ferryman! <laughs> you were the ferryman, actually. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't pay me because the man I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> the man that puts it all together for our ears to hear, J- Jason Wilson. Oh, that was Graham. You're the best. Uh, <laughs> we, have a fun, we have fun here. <laughs> and I'm uh, Brooks Bigley. So, gentlemen, welcome. Um, thank you for having uh, me. Jason Porras. <laughs> thank you for writing this story, man. This was a very uh, interesting and fun story to listen to. Um, it was an interesting story to different. write, I can tell you that. Oh, I'm sure you had a blast writing it. It's it's a lot different too than what uh, what we're kind of used to having on the show. So it was really fun to. I'm really excited that we're going to be releasing this to the public. Can you kind of share like what inspired you initially before you wrote anything to come up with the plot for the story? So my initial thought was I wanted to write a story based on ancient Greek something because uh, I'm Greek, born and raised. So I felt like I wanted to write a story about something there, and my mind went to the rivers of Hades. So that was the uh, initial, yes. yeah, that was the initial inspiration. And throughout the story, the main character kind of goes through all of them in 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 both physically and uh, metaphorically, so to speak. Interesting. So did you research anything? Did you pull from personal knowledge? What did you start to use to start putting this together? So I did uh, the the traditional Google search because I wanted to remind myself, obviously, I've heard of all this in the past. I've read it before in classes and all that. But, you know, we need a refresher. So I... Refresh my memory for each of the rivers, tried to think of how to connect them. And uh, and then I tried to just create one of those myths you hear once in a while. And more specifically, I kind of stuck to the, to the myth of Sisyphus, which was a mortal punished by the gods to forever roll a boulder up a hill only for it to fall down before he man just to get it back to get it to the top so that right. kind of futility and never-ending effort kind of guided my <laughs> my thought process through making the story right because the the narrator you find out kind of in a sly way that he's just going to repeat the whole entire thing all over again and it's interesting he doesn't quite like I, I had to listen twice when I finally realized of how the coin appeared because in the beginning he doesn't understand why he has the was it a bronze coin? Yes. Um, you know to pay the fare, mm-hmm. and then in the end it just it, it just matter of fact just it just appeared it kind of floated down it just appeared for him right in the water. Yeah. 
So I heard it second time. I was like, oh, okay, I got it. That connects that part to me and mm-hmm. it completes that loop. And he just wakes up again and just goes through it again. It was very... Yeah. And actually, I, f- I felt like making it loop the way it did makes it also feel like this doesn't necessarily mean this was the first time. Right. We right. could have just been watching one of the snaps of however right. many times he's been going through this. Yeah. Yeah. His That's left arm hurt the first time you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. A... Graham, what do you think about the story, man? You, you did a good fairy, man. Um, I loved, I love, um, I love finding yourself, you know, I love when you don't know where the person is. You're you're sort of discovering everything at the same time as the character is discovering it. Mm-hmm. And you're being fed little bits of, of narrative, little little nuggets like when we first get to the ferryman and uh, it's, you know, it's you're like it's a boat and he, and you start to you start to wonder whether it's are we crossing the river Styx? Is this, you know, is are we are we in ancient times? It, it's just great. It's just great to to feel like you're. Um, uh, it's a strange thing, but it also starts to become familiar, and and the the combination that's kind of satisfying because you're like, oh, I know this. Oh, oh, I wonder if this is going to happen now, and you're like, oh, it did, it did. <laughs> uh, so it's really cool. It's a really great take on a. Uh, a fresh way to to take you back to a sort of an old uh, concept, but to, to to bring it to life again in a really cool way. Yeah, I had Indiana oh, Jones that's a nice vibes. Nice way to put that. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the very beginning, nice. I had Indiana Jones vibes of like, oh, hey, this is another adventure, and yeah. yeah. But then the boat yeah, comes out in, of water. in a way. In a way, he attempted to to do a journey usually meant for heroes and you know failed at it <laughs> right right we just watched um uh actually i i, <laughs> I had to duck away to to do some recording but uh my son is uh eight and he is getting into he's just or I, I i hope he gets uh into the greek mythology the way i did uh but he had read the first percy jackson book Mm, which is ah, um, yes sort Good of revisits stuff. a lot of those uh, um uh, greek myths and uh, yesterday you know we try to save watching the movie until they finish the book um mm-hmm. and so last uh, yesterday they uh we we watched some of uh, percy jackson and the lightning thief and uh, then i had to go record but i believe they have a similar they ha- you know the end of the story they go to uh hades or to the underworld it's fascinating i didn't realize that uh, uh, Hades was later. Wait, Pluto was he called Pluto first or then Hades? But Hades then became known as the place versus the the god. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little, a little because mythology has been deciphered through multiple different pieces in multiple different regions across time. Sometimes certain things are mentioned, and it's a little unclear whether it's a location, a person, both. And uh, so through multiple translations and copies, it's kind of become, it's kind of both because gods are gods. So, you know, they can be both a personified human shape over here, but also be the world they live in as well. Right, right, right. Hmm, interesting. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, I, I ducked away, but I believe they also go to the underworld in, and, and so, 
I, I love uh, Greek mythology, and uh, I'm hoping my son will uh, get, a, get a, attracted to it as well. I feel like with most myth, and uh, you can find a piece that connects to something you're familiar with. So just the, the easiest way would be find something he already likes and connect it to a story mm -hmm. that can hook him through mm -hmm. that. Right, and and it's all, and I'm also grateful for for new authors, uh, n not unlike yourself, who who take yeah. these myths and and make them uh fresh and new again yeah, for a younger audience yeah definitely mm -hmm. you know i was always big into the roman empire and greek mythology i was always fascinated by it that's actually what drew me to this story when i was reading it hmm. because I, I caught myself when i was reading and and the boat came up and the only thing that was said was you know pay the toll or or something along those lines i can't remember pay the toll the fair, the fair. The fair. thank you uh, uh, and what popped into my head was when i was a kid being in a greek mythology that as big as i was i used to watch the old clash of the titans like i watched that so many times yes. and, and some of my favorite Harry parts Hamlin? of that yet yeah, some of my favorite parts of that were like when they stabbed the bag and the blood came out and and it turned into the scorpions. And then when they were fighting the uh, Medusa and she was turning people and he was, he beat her with the reflection of shield. But when I read that particular part in that story, I remember the, the boatman, uh, Heron, I believe his name is, yeah. would, uh, would, put his hand out his bony skeleton hand and he put that big gold coin in the middle and his hand just closed around it and then he got on to go him and his friends got on to go across the water to fight uh, i believe it was medusa and i just instantly fell in love with the story at that point in time so and i i loved it it was great it was dark and he put his hand in the water and he was trying to pull him in there and it was it was just such a great story <laughs> now um jason yes. author jason do you have yes. a do you have a good relationship with your brother? Yes, I do. <laughs> this was not a, an indirect <laughs> jab to my brother. No. Uh, in fact, good, good question, Graham. Good question. <laughs> I know fact, Brooks probably already had it on his list. Yeah. No, that was my. In fact, if I didn't I have going, yes. as good a relationship as I do with my brother, I don't think I'd feel comfortable writing a story like this. <laughs> Well, how did you work that in then? So was that part of a, the inspiration for the character himself? Because uh, you, you rooted it very well in that relationship. It gave him a good purpose yes, to do what I he was did doing. Because we used to fight as children a lot. He's four well, years yeah, older than me. On. Yeah, of course. Uh, four years older than me, five years ahead in school because he was one, the youngest in his grade. And so it ended up being a lot of infighting. And uh, using that memory, and because, you know, growing up in Greece, learning about ancient mythology was kind of around the same time, I kind of connected the two into the nostalgia for the myths and the nostalgia for a time where we didn't have as good a relationship as we have now, but we were more naive and wild, so to speak. Right. So, yeah. so narrator did it by accident, right? He pushed Theo on accident, right? There was no malicious intent there. It was more of a in the moment uh, everything goes red yeah. kind of situation. Like, it wasn't like a intentional. Thing. Yeah, nice. just like pushing back, like no, that's my toy, and then kind of pushing the hand away or something. Yeah, it, it was like reaching an edge and falling off 
metaphorically and physically. Okay. I was going to say, spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this, you've heard the story. It's your fault. <laughs> theoretically. Theoretically. Spoilers. Theoretically. But then again, even if they missed it, it will repeat. So they'll see the next one. Right. On the next revolution. Yeah. Yes. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I always like listening to a story and hearing the extra um, Foley stuff that Jason ends up having to uh, record. Um, I believe, it, was it your death scream, Jason? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, fall, falling off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, all I recorded was a uh, whoa or something, and and I hear it go. I hear it go. Whoa. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't do that part. Guilty as charged, brother. Yep. Guilty as nice. charged. I, I respect your uh, listening to your muse. And, uh, it's the power of the envelope, man. You just make it, yeah. you know, fade out. You, know, you just go, ah, and then you just put a little ramp on it, and it just gets. That's it. it. It wasn't that hard. It's no big deal. I had a couple of drinks afterwards. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm grateful that you didn't be, you didn't go. Oh, why did you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> didn't take any artistic license there. I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought you loved me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of um, special effects, how did you do like uh, the the sound of the water as like the boat came up out? Like, what sound effects did you oh, use yeah. for that? How did you put that scene together? Uh, well, honestly, that was a series of a bunch of boats getting um, beached sound effects. Oh. That's really all it was. It was uh, just taking waves and finding when to cut them. Like you take the wave and you hit it at its crest and you cut it off because yeah. you know just kind of add to build a bigger sound. But I had uh, three sounds of three different boats getting beached and I just kind of panned them out and adjusted the pitch to them and uh, just just kind of put everything together there. And actually, it was kind of the same with uh, when they were going over the water when the boat was sailing and he's sitting there talking about looking down and seeing the soul. Or the, or the people swimming below them and everything. Um, it's, all that was was literally a piece of driftwood uh, floating. There was a sound effect of a piece of driftwood in water. And then uh, the other one was somebody literally taking their hand and splashing it in the water. That was the sound of the oars. And then you just find mm. some creaking wood Oops. and throw it all together. Yeah, it's so amazing how it comes together. And you, you take those sounds individually and it's just whatever it is. Like I would have never thought it was a beat. I thought maybe you used like some kind of boiling sound. Um, but to Ooh. find out what you're using and putting together, it tricks our ears so well. Good job. I man. did. I did hear the um, when at the very end he's looking out over, he realizes where he is and and he's hearing the distant screams of of the the pits, the fiery pits below. And I'm like, I'm listening to those distant screams, and I'm like. Oh, Jason's going to get some more use out of these sounds later, <laughs> later on. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. I, I, I know, I know what you're that's talking a, no, about. That's a you, know, right you hear sound effects and you're like, oh, I'm going to hear that one again. Because yeah. <laughs> we're in the gray rooms. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, but you heard it at first. In the rivers. Yes. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Only our sad <laughs> friends are connected. Here. 
I'm, I'm actually glad that you picked that up, Graham. <laughs> I, I, I have to I have to give you some kudos for that one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I definitely reuse this later for sure. Because yeah, yeah. I remember when I was sitting there and and you know he's he's doing the the, the pit basically he's staring out over the the pit of hell essentially. And I was like, okay. And then later on in another story. It clicked in my head. That was really cool then. It's going to be cool now. So I made a couple of changes, but yeah, use the same thing. Got it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. That's all right. <laughs> just, just keep your ears tuned, uh, fans and friends, for later on, more, more hell, hellfire pits of death. <laughs> and and it, the screams. It, Let's not forget the if, screams. If, if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you can DM me in social media what that is, I'll give you a free sticker. The, <laughs> this offer expires one month from today. We are starting so <laughs> close to giving away spoilers here. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's, you know, we're living in dangerous times. So, yeah. Well, right. So, <laughs> let's, uh, so, so, author jason um yes you're you're <laughs> i'm gonna call you that author jason and producer jason um okay cool your character was very um what's the word very kind of calm like i want to return back to how this idea of of him going through this over and over again um mm-hmm. it was almost like he was accepting as he went through each part Woke up on the river again, started walking, going through the field, ends up in basically in Hades, walking just through. Mm-hmm. What did you say something about like boiling blood, leaving a trail of boiling blood behind? He just seems yeah, so that was resolute. After the river of fire. Okay, the river of fire. Yeah. It just was like, yeah. like it was like, this is what I need to do. Now. It was almost like, not he was brainwashed, but he was just in the, that mode of just going through it. Did Was that intentional or was that a clue to anything? Yes and yes and no. Okay. Um, because yes, in the sense that, uh, even though his memory was being wiped, uh, because I took, there's each river has kind of an attribute to it. Yeah. So I took those attributes from mythology and kind of loosely applied them to the rivers in the story as well. So, uh, every time he forgets, however, even though he forgets in the, in the sense that it's, He's stuck there, body and soul. Right. While normally, when people die, only their souls right. go to the. Mm-hmm. So essentially, his body forgets, but his soul remembers. So he can't fight it. He can only just repeat and repeat and just be hit with a realization every single time, even though his soul remembers and it has, quote unquote, accepted it. But the shock is real and new every time. And he never uh, actually such meets as the Theo. gray rooms, baby. Yes. Such as <laughs> the gray rooms. <laughs> he um, he never actually meets Theo though, right? Because that that um, I don't want to say entity, demon, the spirit that says, "Who are you?" was not Theo. Yeah, no, that's not that's not Theo. No. Yeah. So he never. It was ends just up an effigy to be. Kind of to bring him along. No, Theo, Theo, I don't see Theo as being in Hades. Right, right. That was going to be my next question. Why would he be there? Yeah. I mean, Theo was kind of annoying. That's how I wanted to portray <laughs> Come on, little him. little brother. In the, yeah, like I wanted to, like I, I didn't want to dismiss the fact that he felt like an annoying older brother. But at the end of the day, that was that was the extent yeah. of what Theo had done. He hadn't really done anything 
So for in my mind, he's not in Hades. So for full disclosure, before we started talking, uh, he talked about how great his brother was, and we he loved him <laughs> so much, and uh, that absolutely nothing he would say about this story meant anything towards his brother. So Jason, I appreciate you telling us how much your wonderful your brother was. <laughs> yes, he is. He, he loves you very much, and this is not you. So okay, let's continue. <laughs> it's not about the. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> got your back, bud. You got a great name, so I got your back. You go. Thank you. You too. <laughs> so, what um, what kind of horror are you into, author Jason? Like, what uh, what other kind of things could we expect from you if you were to write? You know, more? I am very much into cosmic horror. Okay. Uh, I read the entire bibliography of Lovecraft and some of his peers. Because I just love that kind of mind-bendy horror. Yeah. Not that <laughs> there's anything wrong yes. with slashers or anything like that, but like for every Friday the 13th, which was a few days ago, which I call Jason Day, just and I and I celebrate <laughs> it just for fun. You know what? You're that is now I'm not that's a holiday. That's a hold on. It's like Chris, hey. Friday the 13th is Jason Day. Okay, we're putting that on you're our welcome, calendar you're now. So, you're a man. There you're you man. go. I love it. And it happens uh, more than once a year, right? Yeah, I, there's also uh, the thing where you kind of, where did this come mm -hmm, from? Mm -hmm. What is happening? I don't know who to trust. Yes. And at the end, you're kind of left kind of still questioning, am I crazy? Did this just happen? Kind of situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love I love that. Uh, I, 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 want to just chime in that I, I also love the uh, cosmic horror and, and the idea that uh, we encounter creatures whose, who, whose scope and of existence is so giant and so foreign that we are, we are insignificant mm -hmm. uh, to them and we, we crossing paths with them so ruins our uh, idea of, of reality. Uh, that it breaks our breaks our minds. Yeah, we are a blip to them, and they destroy our psyche just by being right. seen. <laughs> and we're not, and we're not the center of the universe. No, that's the scariest part for human. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mister Porus, if I yes. may, real quick here, um, I was just getting accosted by my family members because I mentioned that. Jason is the Friday the thirteenth day. And <laughs> my my son was like, My birthday is August thirteenth. So thirteen is the number for another Jason. So thirteen and a Friday the thirteenth is Jason Day. From this day on forward. And um yeah. And there it was. There you go. And so it, it is. <laughs> and so it is, and so it shall be. And so it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jason Day. Amazing. <laughs> Definitely. And I swear I will stop coming back to this, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're named Jason. You're, you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not complaining. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so, so tell me a little bit, author Jason, <laughs> about, yes. uh, about your authorship. Have you written... For any other podcasts, have you written horror stories in the past? No. Have you been a part of any book, anthologies, anything like that? I, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I toilet tried. graffiti. Have you written toilet graffiti? <laughs> <laughs> I was never one of those rebels, no. I always, Guilty see, I was, 
Nowiz was the friend of the rebels. I knew when I was growing up, I knew people that tagged walls and did graffiti, never joined them. I knew people that were in the in way way different scenes than me, but I never partook in any of that. But speaking of writing, I tried both late in high school and in college to write, and it always kind of hit a brick wall for me. Yeah. Uh, and then I started dealing with my mental health and started fixing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so about a, a couple of years ago, I decided to finally start like in earnest. <laughs> Man. And uh, my, I discovered you guys, I'm not even sure from where. I remember like very early in season one, uh, I started listening to you guys. And then eventually one of the episodes you mentioned submissions. And I'm like, well, I've been thinking about writing. I've been trying this. This was an opportunity that appeared. And I'm like, you know what? Let me write one, two stories. Let's see what happens. And that's uh, that's where it went from there. And from then, I've written uh, several more stories. I'm working on a website. Uh, I I've been exercising on my writing using... My good friend uh, and roommate, who's been giving me little prompts ah. for like little writing prompts, and I've been writing little tiny short stories for each one. That's right. And he's been like trying to, yeah. You were discussing <laughs> you that. Guys know um, what? what is, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What is it called? When they'll take yeah, the drabble. Words? Yeah, yeah. drabble. Drabble stuff. Uh, drabble something. No, is it just drabble? Is that it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So apparently, I found that out like by accident, like as I was Googling around. And uh, a drabble is a hundred word short story. It has to be exactly a hundred words and it has to just, that's, that's the story. Oof. And uh, so I wrote 50 of them based on random prompts from my roommate and friend. And I'm just gonna, when the website is ready, I'm just gonna plaster them across my website for free. You have 50 I, stories. Cool. Writing samples. Actual 50 different that's plots cool. and everything. Yes. Wow, impressive. Yeah, they're only 100 words, but like several that makes it harder. ended up. Yeah, maybe. But uh, what I did notice is that when you write so many stories, a few of them end up being good enough. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a longer version of that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Interesting. So, so that's and there's more. I, I just I'm trying to dive head in. That's that's what I'm doing with this stuff now. Awesome. Trying to write as much as possible. I'm mm-hmm. almost done with my third short story out of ten that I'm working on. Good job, man. Kick that's awesome. Ass, dude. Yeah. Way to go. What do you what's the biggest challenge for you now? I, I my my challenge is always just uh, setting aside the time for any sort of creative exactly. Whatever. How do you how do you manage to do that? Uh, it's tough. Because, but I think just because of how I've lived my life so far, it's kind of proven convenient for me in the sense that I'm not a big outgoing person. I stay inside a lot and I've found ways to entertain myself through reading, writing, guitar, anything uh, for a long time now. So switching what I do when I'm inside from something random or like random entertainment to writing hasn't been too difficult. It's still after a 
you know, an eight to five job, you know, your mental capacity is only so, so much before you're like, okay, I can't. Yep. Here, here, but, I feel you. Here, here. <laughs> I'm going to give that one a 10 five. Yeah, ten but five, ten four. Ten, ten four. four. <laughs> ten nine. Yeah, ten four plus one for good man. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you got that right. See, see, we Jason's got each other's backs. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Jason Day. <laughs> oh, Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just trying I'm I'm trying the shotgun approach. Just I'm gonna I'm writing about literally in every single genre I can think of. Like right now I'm just finishing a family drama. Next is uh, a romance, a post-apocalyptic romance, and have an action adventure and another horror story. Yeah, it's just I'm just doing a lot because I want to force myself to be in, on a path where like you can't stop now, you just gotta keep going. <laughs> so how could you inspirationally uh, say that to someone? Because I know some people who are excellent writers, but they get stuck wondering whether their writing is good enough, whether they should continue something. You know that that whole thing about being your own critic. You're your 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 you are your own worst critic. Uh, yeah. Do you have any kind of suggestions to someone like that that could be struggling that could just kind of change their mindset? You know about mm. that. Uh, I'd say that for me, it's I'm. I always know that uh, I'm never gonna be a hundred percent with anything. I just because I know myself, and I'm sure there's a lot of creatives out there that can relate to that. That. As much work as you put on something, you could be happy with the result, but it doesn't mean that in your, the back of your mind, you can still have that, you know, I could just, just a little more, just a little, maybe if that word isn't there, yeah. or if I change this little thing. But at the end of the day, what I found helped me is showing the one finished product, even if you don't like it to someone, and be like, what do you think? And you, as long as you trust, trust that person, even if they're not good, quote unquote, with writing or what, what's popular, yeah. they'll tell you an honest opinion and you can, and then take it as, instead of taking it as criticism, I take it as, uh, how, do, how do I explain this? Do, you, do any of you ever get that thing where you get a, a word in a different language or in a different way and then you can't translate it? No, I, I would. I would think that you're talking about peer peer, peer research. You're, you're getting the uh, you're, you're getting the feedback from somebody else so that you you can kind of uh, expand on it. I, I know yeah. what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. I do the same thing with my audio at times. I get you. Because I I would never I would never finish that first story if I I <laughs> I've relied a lot on my my good friend for reading my story. Yeah, I think that's the hardest the, the the most valuable thing is to find a friend like that whose opinion you trust and who is also sensitive to your your creative process and is going yes. to give you helpful suggestions and uh and 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 keep and and also sort of compliment you on what they you know affirm what they like. Um uh you know every now and then you'll encounter someone who's just going to tell you what you did wrong and that's uh that's usually when I'm telling Jason, you know, about his audio edits and stuff like that. But <laughs> Postal no, management. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, it's always good to find somebody who, who will reaffirm what you did right and then give you suggestions. Uh, if, yeah. and, and when you find that person, you know, that's, a, that's so valuable. Yeah. Constructive if nothing person. else, all my friends 
have no qualms uh, criticizing me bluntly. And I've, I think mm-hmm. I've, I've made that a point that it's okay for them to do it, but I think they'll do it. <laughs> they do it anyway because that's the kind of thing. And I appreciate them for it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta appreciate that, uh, that, that, that honesty, man. And that, yeah. that's gonna, that's just gonna make you better at the craft. And, and we are very grateful to have been able to uh, take such a wonderful story. Like I said, when I, when I, when that, when that coin hit the hand, the first thing I saw was those fingers closing over that big coin in Clash of the Titans, and I was, I, it, it, that, that was it. That was the hook moment for me, man. I bit. It was a well done story, and obviously Graham, you know Graham does such a wonderful job. So you never tell. Well, thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) Absolutely, I loved loved how you guys handled the story, by the way, and the and the way it reaches that climax near the end, where he gets the the flashback and then realizes, and then he's transported and he sees the the pit to Tartarus, which is what that giant pit. That's supposed to signify uh, Tartarus. Right, 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 right. Um, and I love how the, the sound uh, kind of crescendoed there. And it, ah, it, just, it was just great. I just like loved it. <laughs> now, one unspoken hero in the production process of this, and I don't always talk about him because, well, I can't help it, but J.M. Scherf, uh, oh, the music yes. that he... Um, the music that he always puts to these episodes just really to I mean I can only do so much obviously the the speaking there's a spoken word and some of the sound effects that throw everything together but that's great but I truly think that the soul of the story comes out when JM really paints it with his brush and so yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it cuz I know JM really enjoyed creating uh, uh music for this episode so yeah. yeah it was it was great it, it it really made me feel the story the, the music did. So I'm very grateful for JM for doing it. Yeah, those drums really and also, um, great. Uh, yeah, he, he's marvelous. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid we've gone a while. Uh, we're probably overdue to to thank uh, the lovely Ellie Hirschman for his uh, work narrating oh, yes, the story. Of course. Thank you, Oh, Ellie. absolutely. Absolutely. We need to clarify the reason why Ellie's not here. Is Ellie is real, is he not, Brooks? Yes, yes. It's just a bad That's time right. difference. Yeah, just big, big issue there. So, yeah, I want to. Yeah, even job. though I couldn't speak to him, I'm very uh, grateful and thankful he he voiced the main character, and I think he did a great job. Yeah, I can't, I can't do anything other than second that because uh, it was fun <laughs> working with his audio. It was a ton of fun, and yeah, I I just really enjoyed the story, and again, I, I, I the the touch back on something Jason said earlier. I loved the kind of Groundhog's Day thing we had going on there. I remember when I got to the end of this, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this dude's stuck in a loop. Yeah. This is like a record that just skipping over and over. How many times has this guy done this? It was it was really <laughs> fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed adding that. Actually, it was an interesting point to, th- to figure out where to cut it exactly. At the end there, I was like, how, how much do I go? Like, I'm like, no, no. I mean, the reader slash listener will get it. It doesn't need to be extra. So I tried to cut it as early as possible. Yeah, you timed it still, very well. 
after the reveal yeah, and then leading into like oh my gosh yeah you it was like a one-two punch the reveal comes and then it slid back into the realization that oh he's gonna do it all over again oh no yeah that was really well done yeah. good timing yeah absolutely <laughs> so we're gonna bring this to a close here um i feel like like i want to ask you what future things you're working on you kind of touched on that jason but are you like yeah. looking forward to maybe writing more horror stories for podcasts for like other podcasts maybe like the no sleep podcast or the I would library totally yes okay. uh i would uh horror is very very dear to my heart so i'm not gonna step away from it anytime soon okay and uh i listen to a lot of podcasts and i'm a giant fan of the community okay. so being able to contribute more would be would be great right. and uh, i i will definitely be submitting the stories i'm working on to a bunch of different places that would make sense for them yeah yeah and yeah, hopefully yeah you'll see me again that's awesome good for you man yeah definitely you you've got the chops it's, it, it shows i'm excited well, if, to see if i may say uh mr porus has submitted a story for season three so hopefully yeah we get to talk to you again right. i don't know we got a, <laughs> it was a good one submitting for season three we <laughs> <laughs> oh. see have we'll have if we have room for we we, we can't we can only have so many jasons yeah. is my point <laughs> uh well we can always uh uh, we can. I can always switch to my Greek name, and uh, well, what is your Greek original. name? Well, it, it, Jason is a translation of the Greek name Iasonas. Ooh, that's such a great name. Say yeah. it again, just for the record, <laughs> everybody can hear it. Iasonas. That's right. And you hear what's in there? It sounded almost like awesome was part of that. I mean, that's that's what I heard. Awesome. Yes. I know I screwed the whole tail end of that up. I just screwed it. But yeah, I heard awesome. Uh, I, I continue, too. continue awesome. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Um, I don't know where I was now. I kind of that was. I'm sorry, that was my fault. Let's go. Let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can, okay. We can always use my Greek name. Okay. Awesome. All right. That's good. That's good. We might need to. <laughs> just, sorry, Graham. Just to, give right. the, just to give the other Jason some space. And uh, uh, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. That's my name. Awesome. That would be. That would be so awesome. <laughs> I love, I love you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Graham. Uh, I love to 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 joke like this, but what podcast are you not going to be featuring on anytime soon? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on the Amelia podcast. Okay, not yet. At oh, least that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it must be upcoming. That's why yes, he mentioned yes, it. Yes. Well, you know, you never know. Season three. God. Uh, <laughs> right you, now. You, no, you know what, Graham, Graham is such a friggin' star, dude. I, oh, I love yeah. the hell out of you, bro. I'm telling well, you, man. God. Thank you. For, it's nice of you to say. I'm just <laughs> a guy sitting in his booth talking. <laughs> a little talking here and there. Relaxing. Yeah, avoid the awesome. pandemic. I, I mean, I have a complete, my life is totally suited to this, uh, this uh, corona yeah. COVID-19. <laughs> your studio uh, is in your house. You have nowhere that you need to go. Well, I, I it's it's in the, the garage. The garage is detached. I do have to go back out to the garage, but then I climb in this little booth and and I can continue working, which is uh which is a crazy blessing. This is really the time when hermits 
uh, or will inherit. <laughs> you know what's funny about that, Graham? You say that. I, I don't know if anybody goes on TikTok or not, but I did see a TikTok video where it showed a guy, an African-American gentleman, playing a video game, and it said, the coronavirus to introverts. And it showed, like, yeah. played the purge, and it said, everybody must be quarantined. And he stood up, and he just looked at the screen in awe, and, he, and, and, and it just, it, it was almost like a thought bubble, bubble exclaimed, now the world knows how I am. Yeah. <laughs> this world is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I get the sentiment. I get it. I yeah. like that as well. I mean, we can all be, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I'm, you know, most of my work as an actor is typically and traditionally, uh, you know, my wife, you know, we, most of my career has been on stage and that uh, requires so many things to go right, especially large groups of people to come to the place where you're performing. Mm -hmm. And right. Uh, right. Uh, my wife was in rehearsals. Um, she was doing a, a, a pretty large scale production, but it's a, it's a unique one in that it, it only rehearses for two weeks and then performs for a week. Uh, and uh, yeah, she was in her second week of rehearsal it was to go up uh next week and of course that show along with everything else uh in new york is is done um that sucks i'm yeah. sorry yeah and that and uh, so you know it's 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 totally i mean we're all sort of like oh well that sucks and uh, what's next? And oh look we're all together in our beautiful home with our beautiful family and everything is but you yes, know, sir that always puts things in perspective, but I, for whatever reason, over the past, you know, eight, 10 months, my life has sort of shifted to this booth and it doesn't mean that that's all I do, but it's, it's totally convenient for what's happening right now. But I digress. You were saying how much you love me. No, <laughs> yes, we do love <laughs> you. That is true. Absolutely. It is. Since day one, Graham, day one, I, I have, I have starred and I have put into my archive that first email. So yes, sir. <laughs> well, only looks at it you. every other day. <laughs> and on that note, gentlemen, um, I think we're going to, we're going to close out here. Um, Jason. Port. Oh, wait. Oh yeah. No, sorry. The no, just yes. to keep in mind that uh, I realize now when, when, if I'm not mistaken, uh, just for folks who have gotten to this point in the recording, um, this behind the door will be released to patrons. Uh, the date is released to patrons. For those patrons who are like, oh, yes, I remember this story, I could scroll back in my patron feed to find it, or uh, I believe the rivers is being released publicly the same day as this behind the doors is being released privately. Yes. yes. Sir. Our patrons could, if they want to uh, just switch over to the public feed. Uh, however, that's done. I, it, your podcatcher thing, but uh, just thought they might like to know that. Um, Cause I, I thought this was a nice bit of seren serendipity when I looked at the schedule that this, the behind the door will release uh, privately the same day that the, the story goes public. So file that away. And then when this, that's actually a good thing to say cool. too, because oh, yeah. keep in mind as well, that because it's going public, we don't just release stories to the public. Obviously a story has to have a beginning and an ending. So if you are a patron and you would like to revisit 
Jason Porras's The Rivers, again, go listen to this on the public feed and listen to the story before it. Oh, that's yes. right. We've it given it a little bit of a little story. something extra. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So this um, is not only for the public, but it's also kind of a revisit for our patrons. But it's kind of a revitalization, too, because we added a little nugget of something else right there. Go check it out. Uh, yes. We're in an, an interesting, we're in an interesting uh, <laughs> period. A, a few weeks of some really exciting stuff going on. Yes, absolutely. Well, interesting. Uh, Jason Porras, thank you. Yes. Again, for, Thank you. for writing this this story, and I'm excited when this actually does when when uh, the rivers airs publicly. So we're we're throwing a lot of information in your face right now, but um, <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. As people hear this publicly, they already have heard it. Anyways, you did a great job. Um, I really like <laughs> I bringing the mythology man. into it, and you know, kind of teaching it. It, may, it gave me the drive to want to go learn some more about Haiti. So there you go. Points to you, man. Um, nice, <laughs> <laughs> Graham. Thank you for being an excellent ferryman and asking for the fare. And also, you, you did an excellent job jumping off that cliff as Theo. <laughs> so, hey, I had a part in that. I had a part in that too, Dan. <laughs> it was, it was a joint, joint. We jumped together. Joint effort. Um, and Jason this Wilson. This is the second time, Graham. This is the second time we've been we've jumped together. The first time didn't end so well for you, and neither did the second right. time either. That's our, Gosh, that's our own uh, uh, revolution going back again. Uh, Graham jumped in the very first episode of The Great Rooms. The so, very first episode. Very, very first. So, yeah, one of the, someday we're going to do a story where gravity doesn't win. <laughs> you fall off. Yes, oh, where did he go? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, Jason Porras, thank you. Graham Rowett, thank you. Jason Wilson, thank, thank you. you. And thank me, Brooks Bigley. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Brooks. <laughs> thank you. Have a great night, love gentlemen. You too, Brooks. <laughs> Grazie. Grazie. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Join us each week after every episode for another edition of Behind the Door.